0: Hey everybody! Want to help support the show? Well, head on over to Patreon.com/LongTimeAgoRadio. Even a dollar a month helps us keep the show going and gets you access to a bunch of exclusive content. Thanks! On with the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Long Time Ago Radio, a conversational podcast about Star Wars and the official podcast of StarWarsPodcast.com. I'm your host, Joshua Mobley. I'm joined by my two favorite fans in the galaxy, Alex Vargas and Rebecca June Lane. How are you two doing? Hello.
1: Very well. It's 2019.
2: Yeah, new year.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the future.
2: The future. The year of Episode 9.
1: The year of 9.
0: I know. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't gone and listened to our Star Wars in 2019 Roadmap episode, go listen to that. Go totally. cover all that stuff.
1: Yeah. You'll it's know be... everything that's upcoming because it's going to be a crazy fun year.
0: <clears throat> it's going to be a very eventful year. Very crazy year. And we have a lot of stuff
1: to do. <laughs> I started off my 2019 in a very Star Wars fashion. Oh. I, I, lay, I laid low on New Year's Eve for like the first time in my life, and it was an excellent decision just some whiskey in my apartment it was wonderful nice and uh, like it was like 1230 and I'm like I don't want to go to bed I'm a little tipsy I'm in a good I just saw the fireworks in Central Park Um, and so I'm like let me watch a movie I'm like what can I watch that would just really get me jazzed for the year and I'm like I'm doing Last Jedi so I watched into the morning (laughs) I watched Last Jedi and I just kept like Stopping and then writing angry tweets and then deleting them and then going back <laughs> to, to watch the movie and then eventually just throwing my phone away and I think I tweeted the next morning, um, but it's just it's such a beautiful movie. I'm just such a nerd for when things are beautiful and that thing is so beautiful. It's so well acted and it's so gorgeous and it's like I don't care about the story, like. Like I do, of course, and I think it's great. But like any sort of anything that might, I just don't get it. But it's 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 lovely. It's just lovely. And I'm yeah, sure I'm
0: it. I'm over the discourse.
1: Over it, done. It's such a beautiful movie. Oh, but yeah. all it's every scene, I, I just kept wanting to take more and more screen caps. I do want to get a big piece of Last Jedi artwork. One of the beautiful kind of wide shots. I want to get because there's Man. just so many.
0: Uh, the Mondo poster that they released at Comic Con this year. Yeah. Uh, my friend Eric got one and it's freaking gorgeous. What does Which one look was it? see if I find it. Uh, it's a last Jedi poster. Um, but the thing about Mondo stuff is uh, really expensive because they only make so many and then they, like, that's it. Ooh, so I they become, like, collector's items, basically.
1: Is it this one? Um... Oh. Oops. Oh, they have. Oh, Mondo does the stuff for uh, Alamo Drafthouse.
2: I think so. Yes. Yeah, they did um, the the glasses.
1: Yeah, this "Man Who Fell to Earth" poster of David Bowie that was apparently at Comic Con is oh, amazing. That Absolutely is a
2: gorgeous. nice print.
1: Um, but then I see this is it this lightness darkness balance one with Kylo and Rey kind of in his shadow, because that's gorgeous.
0: Um, I'm trying to find it, and that's for the some one. reason I can't find it.
2: That's the lightness darkness. That's beautiful. That is really pretty. <clears throat>
0: San Diego Comic Con exclusive. That's not it.
1: Well, it's awesome. That's great. Whatever. Either yeah. way. So that's beautiful. Yeah, I love the artwork from that film. So I started off my my year in a very Star Warsy way, but that's kind of the only thing I've done in the past two weeks. What about nice. what about you guys, Star Wars wise? Anyone? Anyone? Um, so you, Alex, go.
2: I had a troop, which is nice. I went the last troop of the year, and I've been spending my time getting signatures from my star wars galaxy trading card set so right now i have about 15 cards signed by the artist with a few more uh, on their way which has been really exciting to get art signed by the artist even if it's only like a trading card size and i just finished designing a a tie pilot challenge coin so i'm waiting to get cost and a proof back from the vendor that way i can get them up for sale Uh, they're going to be to raise money for the make a wish foundation so i'm hoping to get at least another 500 dollars off of this Yay. donation wonderful yeah dope.
1: dope what about you josh
0: <clears throat> um well so in my unemployed state i've basically been while waiting for people to call me back i've been kind of just treating my youtube channel and all this stuff as my job nice and so i started this w- the, like two days ago working on a video about star wars battlefront 2 nice because it had been a while since I had played it. It's going to probably come out Monday afternoon. And, uh, boy, howdy, have I played a lot of Star Wars Battlefront Two in the last week.
1: Really? Oh, that's so good to hear. I need to yeah. play with you. Goodness. Um,
0: yeah, We. I've, I'm trying to get some of my friends to jump back in because they haven't played in a long time. And I own it. I've been playing on PC, oh, that's but I do right. have it on PS4. And um, I, I, I'm trying to get them to... Get like a game night going to play because i don't think they've played since all of the changes have happened and boy howdy like i wish the game had if the game had launched in the state it's in now uh people wouldn't be so hard on it yeah i think
1: yeah i think i mean well they've just added so much to it they've just stuck with it for so much and um real quick shout out to our to our friend of the pod ryan bullock because i know he loves it and he's been asking me to play and i just can't ever get on um to play but yeah they. Just... oh yeah i think i
0: added him too
1: um but yeah I'm yeah i'll we'll have get to get on a, there
0: we'll have to get a night going but uh oh my god man like they they basically the biggest complaint when it came out was that it was it, it was basically pay to win and the only way you got the cards that you need for your classes was to buy these crates or earn them in game and that's how you leveled up and people hated that and rightfully so because it's a bad bad system um, but they took all that out and now basically when you play a class or a ship or a hero they have their own level that you level up as you play them and then you unlock the cards by leveling them up and you get upgrade points to upgrade all that stuff and I actually got a chance to play on the new Geonosis map Ooh. a couple times let me tell you it's friggin awesome <laughs> nice. it's so good uh i wish that you could play as a Ocean, but you can't uh, unfortunately it's it's all droids and clones but it's cool because it like sandstorms whip in and it's like super hard to see but it's freaking gorgeous and like yeah y- if you're the clones you have to walk these tanks like you're the big spider tanks to uh to these like droid factories and destroy them, and then the droids have those spidery things that shoot the big lasers, and yeah, yeah. And then off on the horizon, there's like the rest of the war happening at cool. the same time, and it looks Ooh. so good. It's so cool. I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm playing all this week. I'm so. <laughs> I,
0: I know we'll have to we'll have to get a PS4 squad going. I haven't Let's played on console in a while.
1: Let's
0: do it. I mostly play on PC, and I'm interested to see. Cause I I play with like a huge field of view on PC, like to the point where it starts to kind of look like fisheye lens. <laughs> oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but then when I go play on console, they lock the field of view and.
1: Do they really? You can't adjust that in your settings.
0: No, it's because yeah. it 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 uh, it it takes a bigger hit on the graphics card because it has to render okay. more things in your eyesight yeah. basically.
1: Copy that. Well, that's very exciting that you've got a chance to get back into that. That's a great use of your Star Wars time.
0: Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for all the stuff coming out in the next couple months, and I want to see what else they add. But I'm having a good time. The video should be out Monday afternoon. I started the edit today. Um, But it should be done by then. I'm excited. I want to play more, though. I'm having a good time.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Great to hear.
0: And then I played Star Wars Trivial Pursuit, which was a lot of fun.
1: Who do you get to play that with you? Who did I what? Like, who do you get to play that with you? I used to have t- Star Wars Force Pursuit, but my sister would never play with me because she... Didn't. Oh,
0: because she thought you would just dominate, probably. Yeah, well, because she didn't yeah.
1: know anything. That, I love you, Jessica. You love so much. You know so much about Star Wars. <laughs> I always forget for a half second she's listening, and then I'm like, well, I don't want to say anything disparaging. Um, no, she's brilliant and wonderful. i would to play with me all the time. But, yeah, no, she wouldn't play Star Wars. Really yeah. Because it's just,
0: yeah. Uh, I played with friend of the show, Alan. Shout out. Uh his wife, Nicole, and our friend Tweety. Um,
1: Tweety being the birth name of that human.
0: Uh, no, that's no. his last name.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. That we, okay, so we've known him since high school, and we knew like five Kevins in high school. That's mm. his actual name. Yeah, so we never Kevins. called any of them Kevin. We all you? called them by their last names. There you go. And even though he's the only one... <laughs>
1: Oh, once you're branded, what? you're branded for life, man. Yeah, you're, best you're
0: branded part is... for life, Tweety. Although his girlfriend calls him Kev, and she's still not used to... The Tweety. Tweety. Like, everyone around him calling him Tweety, and she's like, who is that?
2: Well, so- you guys introduced him to me as Tweety, so I legitimately was like, he's got a weird name, but I'll go with it. It wasn't <laughs> until, like, a year later that Megan, my wife, told me that's not his real name. I was like, oh, all right. I mean, it is, is but... I mean, it is, but, like, that's his, like, given name, not his... <laughs> A sign. His taken name. (laughs) His taken name. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh boy. Good people. Yeah. Uh, But Trivial Pursuit was fun. It's it's funny because some of the questions were like really simple. It was it's like oh who you know who was Mace Windu and you're like well Mace Windu and and (laughs) (laughs) you know like it's really easy. It's like what planet did. Uh, the Death Star blow up in episode four you're like all right and then other ones are like who's that character in the background for two seconds and (laughs) recite their life story and you're like what
1: good I feel like that'd be educational though I feel like I could just get that and quiz myself with the cards which is what I used to do as a kid I would just sit with the cards and read through them and quiz myself
0: oh yeah yeah Yeah, we made a joke because uh, they also have Harry Potter trivial pursuit and alan's wife delmy is like s- knows so much about harry potter that when they played that she just like dominated like <laughs> who's
3: <that'd>, harry potter <laughs> a wizard
1: that'd be kind of fun if you got like five friends together who all had like different fandoms and then got five different pursuits for those fandoms and then you just like got to play. shuffle the cards yes! oh my god you that'd you be great play from your own deck or yeah be who's a
2: who's a big lord of the rings f- fan I mean, I've read all the
0: books. I mean, there you yeah, go.
1: he was talking about Lord of the Rings for like But like let me six let months. me tell you who
0: has bad memory. Me. <laughs> I can't remember nothing.
1: Well, there's a lot of names and dates and places.
0: Yeah. And they just recite history like half of the half the book. But yeah. yeah. That was fun too. Um Nice. And we should play that when we do Endor trip. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, sure. We should
1: have some, we put, should put something on the line too in terms of
0: something on the line, huh?
1: Yeah,
2: want to make it interesting.
1: Yeah, want to make it interesting. will <laughs> we'll right. figure that out a little later. Your
2: left hand, <laughs> or which hand keeps getting cut off in Star Wars? The right
0: hand. The right. The right
2: hand. Hand. Your right hand.
0: It's because your right hand is your good hand. For you righties.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just like old tradition like that your right hand was your good hand so that's why luke and anakin's right hand gets cut off right before they're they're tasked with like overcoming uh evil and like the evil within themselves and all that
1: there you go that was um, deep. deep. yeah i was watching fate zero um the anime the other night mm-hmm. um uh and <clears throat> one of the characters found out something and he goes um Oh, uh, what are the exact words that Luke says when he finds out that Vader's his father? It's, like, it's not true. It's not true. Uh, and then he says, what, like, it's that's impossible. impossible! Yes. Yeah. Like, they had a guy have that, like, exact revelation with the same inflection. And I'm like, that's totally a Star Wars shout out. <laughs> Love it. Oh, no. All right.
0: All right. Um, I can't think of anything else Star Wars I did. So, unless anyone else is rem- like going to remember anything, uh, we can get on to our topic of the show. Let's do it. All right. Once again, listeners, you're listening to Long Time Ago Radio. Whether you're from the class of 77 or Solo was your first Star Wars film, you're welcome here. And now on with the show. So a couple episodes ago, we did an episode on the music of Star Wars, and we're going to sort of do that again, but a little differently. This time we're going to talk about the diegetic music of Star Wars, and for those of you that don't know what that word I just said means, diegetic music is music that both the characters and us as the audience hear at the same time. There are a lot of examples across all of the movies and some of the TV show episodes of diegetic music. Uh, some really cool and good and interesting and then some not so great <laughs> others are just music <laughs> yeah those that i guess are music and we'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about both our favorite and least favorite examples of diegetic music so uh, yeah yeah so um first so I have, things for oh, I go a, ahead but, go ahead i was going to say
1: I have like a bunch (laughs) of different ones that I looked up and have stories for, and I feel like we could just take turns like saying ones we like or things we know about. Does that sound good?
2: Yeah, for sure. I'm down. Let's do that.
1: First one I want to mention is probably good because it's like probably the coolest one for cool, hip, new, cool people. It's that, (laughs) as I think Josh didn't know until a couple podcasts ago, the Cantina song that plays in force awakens was written by lin-manuel miranda
0: yep didn't know that
1: which is amazing job of um, flow it's called job of flow and if you look up the full like job of flow i mean it's our it's our creature of the week music
0: it is the creature of the week music
1: but yes
2: <laughs> yeah The the full song's
1: like a jam. Like, it kind of goes into different areas. So, did you ever see that that
0: Twitter post I did where I I, I sped it up by twice the speed? Uh, (gasps) No. Dude, it slaps. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: There's some fun background uh, story about this, though. So,. there's this you can see the story on Jimmy Fallon JJ Abrams was on there and um, it was right when Lin-Manuel was bro- gr- uh, blowing up like i think Hamilton had first come on the scene but it was early so you hadn't it hadn't really exploded so people he wasn't a household name quite yet um, mm-hmm. but cuz he was he was so JJ J. was kind of plugging Hamilton like oh my gosh Hamilton's so great i went to go see Hamilton and i went to go talk to Lin-Manuel and i was like dude the music is amazing it's so great and um, lin Manuel's like, I know, I hear you're doing Star Wars. Like, if you need a cantina song, let me know. Ha, 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 LOL, like joking. Um, and then apparently, um, like a couple weeks later, they were trying to figure out what music to put in there. And this is a, another amazing fact I learned. John Williams was like, you know, I really want to focus just on um, doing the score. I don't want to have to write a cantina song. And apparently he calls everyone baby. He, because JJ starts to quote him, and he's like, "JJ, baby, I just really don't want to do this." And sounds <laughs> sounds like, "Baby," he's like, "Oh yeah, John Williams, it's babe, baby, everything."
0: Yeah, he he came from the
2: '60s and '70s. <laughs> he's, he's John Williams. He has the right to call you whatever he wants.
0: Yeah.
1: I just can't imagine the guy I've seen as John Williams being like, "JJ, baby, come on, I don't <laughs> want <happen laughs> to." I can't take it. like an um, old
0: mobster. <laughs>
1: yeah right um, but yeah apparently he called up Lin-Manuel and he's like I know you were kidding but would you consider and Lin-Manuel was like absolutely I will literally drop everything to do this um, but uh, yeah and it's a band the band's called Shag Kava who <laughs> the lead I love the names that they give these band members the yeah. lead singer is In- InfraBlue, Zed Betty Coggins is his name.
0: Right on. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's a master on the... Hypo- oh, gosh, I want to get this right. Hypo-leo- Hypoleope Horn Cluster is his... The Hypoleope Horn Cluster is the yes. instrument he plays. And it looks like a big hookah pipe with a bunch of different things. Nice. Um, but, yeah, there you go. There you go. Apparently, they would just send a song file back and forth and collaborate on it. And J.J., uh, and Lin-Manuel said he didn't even get to see the scene in the movie. Huh. Um, they just sent him the temp score and he used that beats per minute, that tempo, and then just started writing on top of that. Because so, it was so locked down. They wouldn't even let him look at the scene.
0: Oh, interesting. Um,
1: but yeah, I like the Shag Kava. I like that. There's another song they wrote for it called Dobra Dobradumpa, which is Dobre very different. Dumpa. It's um, very percussion-heavy. I'm not sure where it appears. I'm guessing it's just in the background when they're at Maz's Cantina somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, But it sounds like kind of the music you would listen to when you're, like, on a winding cliffside highway in some sort of slick James Bond kind of movie, but maybe in the 90s. Um, And you could hear someone singing at the very beginning and the end, and you could very much tell it's Lin-Manuel. But Mm -hmm. that's just some cool, I think probably the only diegetic music that wasn't written by... Um, oh no, there's another one later. But uh, at least in the films, that wasn't written by John Williams. So mm-hmm. that was my little thing. I like it. Cool. This. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I also have a fondness for Jabba Flow. Um, <laughs> I mean, everybody knows the most famous piece of diegetic music in all of Star Wars, right? The Cantina Band.
1: Cantina from Band. From Episode
0: Four. It's like it's so it's like super iconic. Everyone knows it yeah and yeah
1: I find it crazy that um and I also love the name of the band do you do you remember the name of the container band's actual name
0: um they say it in uh
1: it's Figrin Dan and the modal nodes there it is um, um
0: they actually awesome. they actually mentioned that the the name of the song is mentioned in the star wars customizable card game oh. Uh, The diegetic title for the first Cantina Band piece is called Mad About Me.
1: Mad About Me. Yeah, that's probably
0: not canon, but that's what it was (laughs) called on the Star Wars customizable card game. Is this the one that I played? It is not.
1: Um, I think we said this on the regular music podcast because we did talk about this song, but... Um, The what George Lucas asked John Williams to conceive of for this was, imagine several creatures in a future century finding some 1930s Benny Goodman swing music in a time capsule and how they might attempt to interpret that. Um, And it said that uh, John Williams, to give the instruments a more alien quality, the music was filtered so the bottom end of the sound was clipped and the lower end was attenuated and a reverb was added to thin the instruments out so it feels a little more
0: echoey yeah yeah
1: yeah um
0: reverbs were 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 hot business in the 70s let me tell (laughs) you
1: totally um (laughs) to just two more crazy facts about it the on october 1st 1977 um the band uh miko released a funk version of the theme and it hit number one on billboard's hot 100 list and it, would, it sold 2 million copies, becoming the biggest-selling instrumental single in the history of recorded music at that time. Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> Don't forget. So it was a big freaking deal.
1: 1997,
2: Figurin' Dan and the Modal Nodes had a CD release, too.
1: Did they really? Had a
2: total of two songs. I think you mentioned
1: that one. Yeah, it has a, yeah. only
2: the two songs. Oh,
0: gee, I wonder what the two I songs were. I wonder what were. they could be.
2: <laughs> but they did release a CD.
1: That's great. There's an amazing Conan piece that's a fake behind the music. Have you seen this? about fingered dan and the modal nodes like i don't think i've seen that it's excellent everyone look it up it's really funny because they actually have a really like long um non-canon history um which i think we've discussed too about how they were like working for java for a while Mm -hmm. to make money to break out there was artistic differences it was like a whole thing i think
2: they might have explored that Um, a little bit too in in the old star wars tales comic books
1: yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last fun fact is that there was a Spotify research uh, poll thing done. And apparently the more Australians they asked what they tried to do research to see which Australian which songs do Australians get busy and have sex to? And apparently a lot of them have sex to the Cantina song. Like it was the <laughs> number one song.
2: I mean, it's got a good rhythm. Are you sure that so... wasn't like ironic?
1: i don't know i looked i confirmed it on like four different sources
2: i don't know if you can be that ironic that's kind of (laughs) weird
1: someone in australia let us know what's up was it like a funny like radio thing that you guys were doing i am very curious about that but yeah yeah all
0: right alex hit us with a another hit
1: Hit us with your best shot.
2: So my best shot was one of the songs played by the Max Rebo band in Return of the Jedi. Nice. So we all know that So
1: Max Rebo is
2: our blue Our blue muppet. Our blue Muppet no, with no legs who's attached to a keyboard. And
1: is he attached to the keyboard? Well
2: he's not. He's actually sitting inside of it, but when they created the character, they didn't make legs for him. So he's mm. literally just this top Muppet person. Um, which if you watch from Mm. Star Wars to Jedi, the making of a movie from the 80s, they show Max Rebo with human legs, and it looks so weird. It's got like baby feet because he's so (laughs) wide. But uh, one of my favorite songs from there is one that was unfortunately removed during the special edition. It's called Lofty Neck. Yeah. Which I think a lot of people have heard, um, but people may not remember it.
1: I had never heard it.
2: Oh, really? You had never heard it?
1: I'd, I'd only heard the Cy s- si Snoodle's... So that is the first Jedi time Rocks. I watched yeah. it. Yeah, it's called Jedi Rocks, which doesn't even make any sense. Um, like The first time I watched it, I'm sure I saw the original song, but then I got the 97 re- re-release VHS, and that's what I watched over and over and over and over again.
2: Well, the, uh, the you know, lofty neck, too, when you watch in the original film it's not really highlighted. It's just kind of, you you hear the song in the background and they show Sliced Noodles singing it. But then when they redid it, they gave the whole song, the Jedi rock song, a lot more time and a lot more focus. So it's pretty easy to forget. Yeah, yeah.
1: But like, I was jamming. I just played this now, this Lapty Neck, and I was jamming. I don't know why they changed it.
2: So there's actually three versions of the song out there. So if you listen to the one that is on the soundtrack that is a cleaned up version um so just real okay. quick i'll give you the, the backstory behind this song um it's really interesting just because there was different versions made by it it was a, uh, sorry it was um written by john williams and ernie Fossilius, who uh, would end up making the star wars parody hardware wars which if you haven't seen it watch it it's oh. awesome which we should definitely okay. talk about parody movies later on at some point because you know spaceballs. Yeah, uh, but there's a lot. There's a lot, and the lyrics of the song were written by Annie Abragast, and she was a Lucasfilm sound engineer. What's interesting is that the song mm. was actually written in English. It was called "Work It Out," and you can work it out. Yeah, and you can hear the English version on that uh, making of Star Wars documentary. And I don't think that there's anywhere else that has been played, but that documentary. They then changed it into the alien language, which you hear in the song, but the one that you hear on the soundtrack is not the one that was played in the movie. So there's a third version huh. of it that's supposed to be in Slice Noodle's voice, which, if you watch the unedited version, she kind of adds some little, like, ooh, ah, to make it a little more like her <laughs> own version. So there's, like there's it, three like versions it. of this song out there. So. Uh, they all had the same rhythm. It's a really catchy song, and I, I wish it was still in the movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just when they sh- show the other dancers dancing and kind of Java's vibe, it just feels like it fits the vibe of the place a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious why they changed it, because that one, that was, that's one I, I feel like the original was definitely better. Well,
2: I think but. one thing that, that George Lucas had issues with was that the puppets didn't look as nice as they could have. Uh, sliced Noodles, the way that she mm. worked, she had a thin piece of wire that went from her lips to the microphone and there was yeah, not yeah. a lot of movement for her for the mouth. Right, there was right, a right. man sitting underneath of, underneath her and he was basically making her move kind of like a reverse uh, marionette. So okay. the final version of the film, you don't see a lot of sliced noodles because it just didn't work out as well. So when it came time for the special editions, he decided, well, hey, CGI, let's have a little more fun. He always wanted a larger song and dance number and well, he made Jedi rocks, which I think everybody <laughs> has seen and nobody can forget.
1: It's funny because as you're describing that, I was having that flashback. That was that adjustment, that change was documented on that little five-minute documentary that comes before the film um, for the re-release in '97. About, oh, yeah. I, I remember seeing the wire and the microphone and how that looked kind of crappy, but. I, my solution to that would be maybe show it less and maybe just remove, add a little. I don't know why they had to change the song, but, well, and it's you know, whatever.
2: It's it's kind of sad. I mean, I, I really enjoy Lofty Neck. It's such an out-there song. And there's a yeah. few other songs by the Max Rebo Band that were played in the movie. One of them, it's when you first... Who is it that you first see? You see... Oh, when you first see Boba Fett in the background, there's a song that they're playing. And apparently recording of the the original recording of the song was given to 20th century fox for that making of star wars documentary they put it in the documentary so you can hear pretty good there but there's a lot of talking over it and then apparently 20th century fox lost the recording and now there's no recording anymore
3: oh so there's Uh, a
2: lost max revo song out there somewhere so hopefully someone finds it in the archives or, yeah. the,
1: or Max will stage a reunion and get the band back together. I mean, he should.
2: All three of them. I mean, you got the little mole person. You got the blue muppet. And you got the the lip thing. I don't even know. Sly, you got sliced noodles. I love it. Sliced noodles. Sliced noodles.
0: noodles. <laughs> that sure is a name. I don't know if you guys saw, but there's a Lapti Neck Club Mix.
2: Oh, no. no. Uh, uh, I'm all about it. It's real good.
0: Is it really good? <laughs> send me, yes. send yes. us a
2: link to this. So I have to. I, I will just jam after this. It's
0: it's uh it's real good. I was I was listening to it a little bit and I was <laughs> like, oh my goodness.
1: I need to yeah. make like a Star Wars workout mix that has like some of these I don't know, random old This jams. one will
0: get you pumped. Yeah. Let me see. You're gonna be like, oh my god.
1: Um Kid, spe- <clears throat> I have another one. Can I can I, can we move on?
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: So this one I feel the opposite way about. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> I, and it's the same thing. I had never known. I No, I definitely knew because I remember once again on the 1997 reissue, them talking about this in the five-minute documentary that came before the film about what they changed. But I don't remember them playing the original song that plays during the end Ewok celebration scenario. I had never <sighs> heard Yub Nub. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> is
0: is the best
1: um, so it was um the music was written by john williams um the lyrics um were written by john williams son joseph williams in english and then um the ilm sound de- designer ben burt um, translated that into his ewokies um and uh yeah this, the lyrics go along the lines of Freedom, we got freedom, and now that we can be free, come on and celebrate. Power, we got power, and now that we can be free, it's time to celebrate. Pretty much, <laughs> that's the general vibe. Yep. Um, but it's actually more like all right.
2: Although the best part of that song is definitely at the very end when they when you have the chorus singing "Celebrate the Love" because it's just kind of out of nowhere.
1: <laughs> I think. Sorry. Pause for a second. Um, uh-huh. Am I cutting out? Are you guys? Am I? Are you cutting out? Because I hear cutting out happening. Uh,
0: a little, but it's okay. n- you're not going to hear it on the desk. We're,
2: okay, we're recording cool. our, our own. Our, uh, recording our yeah, own. Yeah, we're right? recording our own audio,
0: so.
1: Okay, cool. I'm going to do big claps to show you where this was. <coughs>
2: I'm coughing where she clapped. I'll find
0: it. I listen to the episodes. <coughs> okay. by, Excuse me. Usually, so, and I don't. have anywhere to
2: go, so I, I'll be. I'll freedom. Be so we yeah, got freedom. And uh, yeah, that we, I, I I can't even sing it.
1: <laughs> the 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 new song is definitely better. The the victory celebration the instrumental. that they yes, it's it's more fitting with the tone of the end of Star Wars than this wacky little sing-along Ewok song. To be but, fair,
2: I think I think that's that's definitely true. Especially with yeah. the new ending that they added where you have the celebration happening on the different worlds. It kind of makes it fit right. more together as opposed to it just being this one small celebration. It's the galactic celebration. You know, there's a change of power. But I think for me as a kid, right, I will right, right. always remember Yub Nub because that was, it's dancing Ewoks around a fire. I mean, it's just this kitschy little cute song.
1: Is mm-hmm. is the community in general kind of like, oh, we miss our Yub Nub? I,
2: I think so. I think a lot of people are like, man, that is such a ridiculous song, but they love it.
1: Yeah, yeah, gotcha, It's like gotcha. Will
2: Roe Hood, the guy on Empire Strikes Back that runs with the ice cream machine. Like, people know about the character and think he's oh, yeah. ridiculous, but they love it. Because it's just one of the quirky yeah. things about Star Wars that's uniquely Star Wars.
1: I love it. Yeah. No, I once I heard it, I'm like, I'm so glad I have this in my life. This will also <laughs> be put on my new exercise mix, and I will yub-nub around for surezies. Love it. And I also love the idea of John Williams sitting somewhere composing that music and then getting the like wacky lyrics. I wonder if there's a moment where he's like, What am I doing? Is this <laughs>
0: <laughs> What is this? What is this all
2: for? <laughs> what
1: does this all mean? <laughs> so um
2: have you guys ever heard an acoustic version of Yub Nub? No. Oh my I'm Lord. I'm sending you no. guys a link to this right now and I will definitely post this on our Facebook page. Facebook.com oh slash long radio. This is an acoustic version of Yevnub. Just give it, a, give yourself a few seconds to listen to this. <laughs> this is a thing someone made. He's, wow!
1: His beard is impressive, just right off the bat. Um, For but sure. I also he's going also almost like full he, Ewok. Yeah, he is, and he really like enunciates all the different words. I appreciate this. I appreciate this man.
2: That's
1: Funny. What's next?
2: Josh, what Star Wars music calls to you?
0: What Star Wars music calls to me that's diegetic. diegetic. Um I think it's interesting, well, every time we'd ever heard the Imperial March before Mm. anything Disney, it had always been non diegetic. Yeah. Until now. Now the the Imperial March is officially the actual Imperial March, except that in universe it's a lot more upbeat. Yeah. Than uh, it's it's non-diegetic counterpart because we hear it in both uh, an episode of Star Wars Rebels and we hear it in Solo. Yes. Yeah. And it's very uh yeah.
2: It's uplifting itself. It's, up. it's
0: very like upbeat yeah. and yeah, it's like we're cool, we're awesome, but
1: Yeah, it's the same it's the same melody. Um, it just has a little more. Actually, actually once the main Imperial March part goes by, there's a little bit of shades of like the theme that plays at the end of a new hope with all the like mounting kind of drums and the it's it's very epic um but yeah. it's it's called Glory to the Empire um at diegetically um mm-hmm. and in Clo- and by rebels time, it's like played before the grav ball championship matches and on empire day and um the recruitment station and solo correct yes that's when we hear it yeah um there's actually this one quote that i saw on the wikipedia that's from oh gosh what was it? it's um i think it's a young adult novel set in the rebel times or something and um some beast is yelling at our our main character Um, through an interpreter and the interpreter says, he said to tell you that one day he'll put you in a pen with an electric bell around your neck, one that plays the imperial anthem every time you scratch a flea. I'm like, wow, that's Mm, really intense.
3: (laughs) My goodness.
1: But yeah, it's very interesting. That is intense. Um, Kind of along those lines, um, very much along those lines, we definitely talked about this in the music episode, but it is technically a diegetic music. The... Um, Augie's Great Municipal Band I was about to at bring the that end of Phantom up. Menace. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. As we talked about in that episode, it is um, Palpatine's theme. Oh, yeah, do, do 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 <laughs> do But in for, for Augie's Great Municipal Band, it's <laughs> da 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 <laughs> da da. da, da, da <laughs> it's
0: all the Gungans dancing around.
1: That was great, time. guys. So playing their uh, Bawookans, ba- wo- Bawonkas, Bawoonka. This is written by Dungersus, right?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's actually written by Agara Agi Jowli, Jowl, which who has a huge backstory in... Um, In old legends, it's not that big actually, but like she had a mentor (laughs) and then she got in charge of the band and she was really young. It's like this whole thing, but, uh, yeah.
2: I'll admit that it's one of my favorite pieces of music from Star Wars because it's so, it's so uplifting and it's just such a fun scene too.
1: Yeah. And it was like the start
2: of like new Star Wars, like the movie finished, you had just finished watching the first of, you know, the new trilogy and like, oh my God, that was, I, me, I thought that was cool. I'm sure people were like, oh, my God, what the hell did we just watch? But as a kid, I was like, oh, my God, that was, ah.
1: Yeah, there's something about that, the music. Oh, actually, there was. I read there was a little bit of a controversy in that, like, someone pointed out that, like, okay, this is clearly a take on Palpatine's theme. And the music supervisor from Phantom Menace was like, no, not at all. It was just a coincidence. That's not at all the case. And then, like, that was, like, posted somewhere, and that was, like, The common knowledge was like, oh, it was a myth and it had been debunked. But then other people stepped in and they're like, no, obviously it's a rip off of it. Like, it's the same notes. Like, that guy clearly didn't know what he was talking about. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so weird that no one stepped in and was like. Yeah,
0: this isn't this isn't some like Hobbit reusing the, the, the freaking Ringwraith music have right. you seen that Mm-mm.
1: no i don't know what you're talking about
0: so like like in in the first hobbit movie uh there's that shot of like thorin walking on the 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 tree trunk in slow motion they use the friggin' ring wraith music dude oh. i need to rewatch and it's it. like it's like that's not no <laughs> you did it wrong <coughs> it's 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 extra appalling when you look at how well uh the original lord of the rings trilogy ha- like uses their their motifs mm-hmm. yeah thing we talked about in our last music episode yeah and then like it and then you go to the hobbit and they're like i don't have time just throw the ring right <laughs> theme out. it it's like Ugh, it's not the same
1: that's funny i have one more do you guys either of you guys have any more
2: um there's the baroque recital on Java cell barge which is really kind of ethereal and funky sounding um Funker.
1: Is that the one that literally just sounds like a Baroque, like classical piece? Yeah, it's
2: just like a synthesized music and all that weird stuff. It's it's really kind of just in the background. You hear it. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's on the cell barge. And you have. You know, it was done by John Williams. And it's just. It feels very like uh, old world, like French revolution types. I don't know. It feels weird. It just. Yeah. It stands out to me.
1: Like. Yeah, I, I listen to it. And yeah, it doesn't. You know, I'm trying to think if if we had to sum up what, you know, Star Wars diegetic music is. It's hard because, you know, in Phantom Menace, you get a lot of, when you're on Tatooine, you get a lot of these, like, tribal tones. And, you know, obviously when you're with the Gungans, you get this whole, like, totally specific horn with, you know, the Caribbean kind of sound Mm -hmm. of the ding 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 what's that thing called? Yeah, freaking kettle thing or whatever the, the um
2: metal drum thing right the
1: metal yeah. drum thing yeah and then you know you have like jazz bands hanging out at cantinas so it's all a little different but i feel like there is an undertone of like feels a little old kind of synthesizer-y but it feels a little familiar
2: um, too yeah like it's not like so a out little poppy yeah yeah well you, you listen to um, but like, one rocks, that it... and it's kind of like oh that sounds like kind of modern pop music just an alien language
1: Right. The one that I found that feels kind of along the lines of that Baroque thing, but even that you can argue is, well, maybe that's old music to them too. Maybe that's ancient music for them as well. But um, do you know Zeb Rock? Did you look at this one from Rebels?
2: I looked at it. I, I couldn't find, find the actual recording of it.
1: Yeah. So I found something. And I'm like, well, this can't be it. And then I did more digging and I went to the actual episode of Rebels where it plays. And it is. So it's Zeb is just chilling listening to some music, you know, drinking a beer. I'm sure he's not actually drinking a beer. Um, And Ezra walks up and they kind of just sit and chat and watch the sunset. And um, there's like a rock song playing in the background. And even at the end of the scene, like, it goes out with him just turning up the music, being like, yeah, let's just chill and listen. And it sounds like an 80s hair metal jam. (laughs) It sounds like nothing else in the Star Wars universe. I heard this one and I was like, ooh, this one feels a little too like earth for me um but it was kind of interesting to hear first of all i wish that every character we could hear just like one song of what they listen to on the radio in their free time i wonder what han
2: solo listens to if it makes you happy just like a random language yeah Yeah.
1: that'd be a fun exercise to write kind of like you know a playlist for put songs in her yeah
3: yeah,
2: I do have one more song I want to bring up because I kind of forgot this existed until a few seconds ago. Go for it. There is the scene in *Revenge of the Sith* where Palpatine and Anakin are having their meeting while they're watching the space opera, and you have that oh, really yeah. low, bellowy, like monotone. I don't even know how to, how it's, it's just kind of. Ee- ee- ee. It's just it. It fits the theme very well, but if you yeah. ignore the fact that it's setting up this meeting between the two of them as music for that. It's it's really interesting to see that this is what's considered the opera.
1: Yeah, that is interesting.
2: Cuz at least when I think of yeah. opera, I think of, you know, you're hitting so many high notes and and there's a lot of not pomp and circumstance, but your you, opera's always been about, you know, getting your voice out there. Whereas this seems very just let's let's keep the energy in. It it feels very yeah. spacey.
1: Yeah. That's very interesting. It's cool when you think about it that way because from like radio music to opera to what they're playing, we have like a full spectrum of like different genres mm-hmm. that can fit in there. Um, I'm really curious. I wonder if the, it would be cool if Lin-Manuel and JJ released the file in the different stages of them going back and forth and back and forth. Because I'd be so curious to see what the discussion is to be like, well, what does what can we do what's within the realm of possibility what would qualify as star wars music um yeah it's fascinating
0: mm-hmm. for shizzle <laughs> all right <laughs> um does anyone else have any other things they'd like to bring up about music before we get onto the news
1: just that I'm really excited about my new playlist that I'm going to make based on all this information.
0: <laughs> Star Wars workout playlist. I'm going to get fit to neck. Star Wars workout
1: jams. Yeah. Yeah. Got to have
0: Zeb Rock to, to close it out.
1: Totally. <laughs> um, everyone, <laughs> please go watch that Conan piece on and um, Dan and the Model Nodes. Um, I also want to get some and Dan and the Model Nodes merch. Oh, It like exists. I'm sure it does. I'm sure amazing merch exists for that.
2: I kind of want to do like a That's awesome, a groupie costume, like be a, a an alien, but he's holding like <gasps> face cutouts of the band of like the the Max Rebo band or or, or just oh, something.
3: Oh, I love that so I Wear much. a t shirt
2: and just play the music, and whenever I see someone in that costume, just go all crazy. I think that'd be fun to do.
1: That would be a really fun thing to do. That's a great idea. That's awesome yay i'm sure Love there's it. like little ones we didn't mention here and there so if anyone has any thoughts or cool facts about other little diegetic music or things that you find I, we didn't really talk about clone wars at all um not really and i know there are some in there so um yeah let us know if you if there's any favorites or fun things that you know that we didn't hit on
0: yeah for sure all right uh are we ready to go on to the news
1: yay news time yeah
0: Let's do it. I have good news for you, my lord. We've got a couple of news stories. Uh, The first one is the sneak peek of Disneyland's new Star Wars Attraction Galaxy's Edge, which came out on Christmas Day.
2: Did everyone get a chance to watch this? Oh, that was beautiful. Yes, I did. I cried a little. I'll admit, I got a little teary-eyed. They're still
0: being super cagey about uh, what rise of the resistances I, like I feel it. like like they're not describing it very well they're just like it's unlike any ride ever and i'm like what do you mean well, I, think I, believe again, yeah. I believe them
1: again i believe that my experience walking into the pandora ride i came out of it feeling like i've never had an experience like that ever so if they're saying that it's this like that again i totally believe them and i don't really want to know anymore just put right. me in whatever weird contraption i'm going to be in and let's do it just
2: get me in that nine hour line I'll I'll I will stand in it gladly.
0: They're <laughs> making totally. big claims, but I'm I'm interested. I wanna I wanna know. But there's a couple of things that they've announced that we're gonna be able to do day one. So we have the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run in this attraction. Hondo Anaka, which I love that a yes. pirate has cut a deal with Chewbacca for the use of the Millennium Falcon, and the visitor is the pilot. The attraction entrance will be subtly marked so as not to disrupt the look of the land. The ship's interior will be familiar to even casual fans of the film down to the 3D chessboard where Chewie lost his temper during a match with R2-D2. Visitors will fly the ship in groups of six and will see the real-time results of their actions, such as knocking over a spike during takeoff. The flight will be different each visit. After a ride, the visitor might say, stop at Oga's for a drink and be told something like, quote, the boss isn't happy about how you brought the ship back. This is part of an interactive story building experience throughout the land that visitors can opt into or out of. Which...
1: Why would you ever opt out?
0: Well, I'm wondering. That uh, might be uh, a cost. Privacy reasons, probably. Or it's like, an upsell. What,
1: are well, they going to know about me that in, I really like Star Wars? Yes. Well, no, I
0: feel like if you... So, if <coughs> objectively, for a minute, if you opt Sorry. in, you are sort of... Yeah. Like getting re- you're sort of telling like yes you may track me everywhere i go like in this park or it right? could also be so, an
2: rfid tap-in though too like they don't necessarily have to. that track too
0: them. but but yes people are
1: yes that's definitely what it is because that's how they but
0: do But people are very now. weird about that kind of stuff so like i can understand why they give you the
2: choice i feel like if this is fair disney enough, this enough. is going to be an upsell like you can either go on the rides or you can you know spend the extra twenty dollars and be able to have all these extra interactive things because <laughs>
0: i don't think they're gonna do
2: that i think it's disney i
1: was no 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 see because i was so shocked with our bands um how like all of the picture stuff is all automatic now that blew my freaking mind when i went last year like in disney world you just go through the ride it knows where you are it takes your picture it saves it to your profile you don't have to there's some ones where you have to go and you have to swipe it on your picture Mm -hmm but they're like getting much better with their little what do you call RFID or whatever sensors so the magic I'm sure bands. that's how it's done yeah the magic bands yeah. i love it i think that's such a cool way to start doing it and then then you could walk around even you can get cast members to even be involved like if you go and meet like a stormtrooper they can like make you salute and then that'll you, they can read what you are up to and i understand what you're saying but like I don't know. Wouldn't that make it so cool? Oh, I'm
0: doing it. It is cool, and I'm opting in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Yeah, totally. I I
0: understand why. Fair, fair, fair. Cool, cool, cool. I get it. Nice. Uh, The next (laughs) thing is Rise of the Resistance. Visitors waiting in line for this attraction will wind through highly themed interiors that evoke rundown rooms. Uh, The Resistance has repurposed as a base for operations against the First Order. First
1: red flag. They start by describing what the line is going to be. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) go ahead
0: the whole ride is a line uh (laughs) groups of guests well they talked about the millennium falcon line also
1: that's true but i mean disney lines are the best
0: yeah they are they try they try to make the line entertaining at least
1: the freaking 3d creature in pandora is the coolest freaking thing i've ever seen i could not i wanted the line to stop so i could keep keep taking pictures of it oh yeah continue
0: uh Groups of guests might be, quote, captured at one point and ordered along by the enemy before making their escape aboard a trackless troop transport. They will see scenes including a stormtrooper formation and one featuring Kylo Ren, perhaps resembling the interrogation scene from Star Wars The Force Awakens. The transport will evade familiar war machines like the four-legged adat at walkers from *The Empire Strikes Back*. Up close, these towering metal beasts do not disappoint.
1: So, do we think this is going to be more in terms of in terms of intensity, along the lines of a Winnie the Pooh, or along the lines of a like Indiana Jones or a dinosaur? I, th- I think it's going like. to be
2: closer to what you see in uh, Universal Studios: *The Transformers*, right?
1: Okay, I don't know that
2: one. So, uh, have you done these? Oh, I know what you're yeah, ta- you Yeah, I know, know what, what mean? you
0: mean.
2: Um, yeah, but, uh, it. Oh, go You could probably
0: describe it way better than I. I can. mean, it's
2: <laughs> it's a you're sitting in a car and you're basically moving through three dimensional scenes along with uh, a 3D screen. Which, looking at some of the concept art that you see for this ride, you have this yeah. giant view into space. Which my guess is that'll be a screen. Um, they haven't announced that this is going to be. 3d glasses or anything like that so i feel i feel like they're going to do a lot more physical things like you would see with indiana jones but you're going to have a smoother ride as opposed to a a jeep running around you know um
1: there's a ride like that in bush gardens in virginia um where you're in like a haunted mansion where a wolf person a wolf man has taken over so yes now i know i know
2: man you say that sounds fun (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah it's actually really good um but yeah that so i get what te- technology i am assuming it's the same tech that's in the transformers ride so yeah that's cool very yeah, cool really
2: quick although the transformers ride made me very sick the transformers ride oh, throws really? you around but it's also the 3d too like i think they yeah you're kind yeah. of forced to focus. see if if this doesn't use glasses that would be interesting i really hope it doesn't yeah. i really really hope i feel i hope we can just go on the ride and you just see things or if, if you're gonna have a screen-based items it's going to be like the queue in the Harry Potter ride where they're projecting yes, onto a like screen. Yes, like the holograms. Yes, exactly. I hope it's that. Which, really quick, a lot of this information I, is I think... coming from Bob Iger's recent um, shareholder meeting. So we've mentioned some oh. of this before, but there's new details that are coming out. And one that is not listed on here that was just announced, Bob Iger did say the Disneyland Galaxy's Edge is going to open in June. So that has been like oh. 90% confirmed. Oh, okay. We don't know the date. But he did say in the shareholder meeting that this is opening in June. Alright. So yeah. get your <laughs> hotels booked.
1: Gah! I know, right? Like, We're
0: working on it. I
1: need to All right. figure this out, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we gotta we'll figure it out. Uh the next thing is Oga's Cantina, the first public restaurant in Disneyland to serve alcohol.
3: hoo Woo!
0: Oga. <laughs> Oga's is relatively small for aesthetic reasons and is likely to be popular. To maximize capacity and keep visits from becoming all afternoon affairs, most guests will stand. That's cool. There will That's- be a handful yeah. of booths with seating around the outer edges of the restaurant. No decision has been made yet on whether or how these can be reserved. An intricate triangle of, t- of tubes and vessels beyond the bar might make some drinks appear to flow from the mm-hmm. ceiling that's cool uh we've heard mention of a fuzzy tauntaun named for the furry snow lizards ridden in empire strikes back although it's unclear if that's a hypothetical drink or a planned one and the menu is still being decided
1: so i there was a a good pub in epcot that i went to recently um and it was like in the england section it was very british i it was fun and um it was pretty raucous but it was nice because it was a lot of just tall tables and standing and it made it feel like a place for adults and a bar and not like a place yeah that would become like kind of contentious with booths and and jockeying and families being obnoxious like i kind of like the idea of a bar bar you know what i'm saying Mm Mm-hmm. so yeah makes sense i'm about it
0: uh, continuing on, it says visitors will be able to order blue milk at Galaxy's Edge, recalling the secretion of a bantha <laughs> drank by Luke in the first film. Uh, this will be a non-dairy drink for all those people that can't drink Woo. dairy. Uh, it's unclear whether it will be sold at Olga's or in the outdoor marketplace or both. I'm going to assume both.
2: Yeah, and I, This is yeah. going to be the butter beer of Galaxy's the Edge. I, was, I, 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 I bet you anything is going to be like a slushy drink. Because okay. slushy drinks are super. Popular. A slushy drink? I'm th- well because Disneyland. If you've ever been, know, they have like nine different flavors of slushy drink. They have frozen apple juice. Like it's gonna be a soft serve something. That's usually their well, easiest thing to do. Maybe it would be do.
1: like a more like a s- almond milk smoothie type thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like I was thinking like some kind of blueberry. Yeah, blueberry like, almond milk smoothie. There you go. Non dairy thing.
2: I don't know. They can make either it way. I'm drinking it. Make it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to drink it either way. I'm
1: yeah. going to spike it and drink gonna it and it's going to be a good time. Too many. No. Well, for, I'm
2: in line for nine hours. I better have one of everything, right?
1: Oh my god, I'm just going to go... <laughs> so that has to be a whole day. Just going to the cantina and do, getting all the alcoholic drinks and just getting my ass drunk, sorry. My butt drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and just walk around Star Wars and then be like, BB-8, I love you!
0: BB-8! Yes, then they're going to be you. like, I regret.
1: What <laughs> want <a> touch antenna! <laughs> I'll just start yeah. crying. I'll see Ray and I'll just collapse and start crying. Oh, that's yeah, gonna be gonna me be without alcohol.
0: All right,
2: I'm just gonna <laughs> be on the ground crying in a diaper. You're gonna be
0: making us drink everything for the souvenir oh, cups. Yes.
2: <laughs> oh my! And that's and the cup is literally team. just gonna say yeah. Galaxy's Edge, and it's gonna be disposable. But I'm still gonna make guys drink every single one, so I can have one of each.
3: Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you've got four of us. well, three of us
0: who oh, can I'm drink bring so
2: many people. <laughs> yeah
0: other retail shops will be supplied from a common stock room and restaurants from a common kitchen to increase efficiency which is that's how a lot of disneyland is right yeah a
2: lot of the theme parks all kind of you have a back room but there's always the the standard area that everything gets pulled from so that's right standard practice for a theme park
0: it's just like the it's like the gumbo in in the in the outside area is exactly totally the same gumbo in yeah. In uh, what's that place called, Blue Bayou? Oh, yeah. uh, all the same yeah. stuff. It's exactly the same. You just pay like twenty bucks more the for audience. it. Huh. Um, our shop will one shop will feature droids that visitors can customize through an interactive experience. A droid that is made to be, say, afraid of stormtroopers might signal its fear when one comes close. Droids owned by members of the same group might recognize each other when they meet. What? Prices have not been set, so basically there's a -a build-a-bear, but for droids.
1: What (laughs) and we can make a droid squad? I'm gonna guess that they're gonna be very small droids. Like Like, they're not gonna be
2: What? Oh my goodness, if we can make like little probe droids, I'm buying so many probe droids.
0: The shop might also sell a full-size R2D2 for well-heeled fans, perhaps costing thousands, I, I, which doesn't surprise I me. I kind of call
2: shenanigans on that. They're they I, they're not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. No one's gonna do that. They don't even sell them in Galaxy's... or uh, yeah, what's it called right now? Um, launch bay. Like no.
1: Um. I, having going back to that I had recently watched Last Jedi, I found myself cackling when BB-8 was impersonating, like, an Empire Nazi droid. And And I might make that. I might want to make, like, a BB-8 impersonating another droid. That would
2: be cute. And put a a wastebasket on top. (laughs) It's very meta. Oh, please let them do gonk droids.
1: (laughs) I can't wait. Uh, Go ahead, go ahead.
2: Oh,
0: there's more. (laughs) Uh, there will be another shot presided over by Doc Ondar, a collector who is briefly mentioned in Solo. This character, likely animatronic, will be set apart in a booth from the rest of the staff, Staff, not unlike the dispatcher Louis De Palma in the old ABC sitcom Taxi. <laughs> That's okay. Funny. That's a really random, <laughs> that is such a random reference. Yeah. Uh, cast members might interact with, with uh, Doc Ondar, asking him what he's willing to let certain items go for. So I, I'm guessing this is get, there's gonna be somebody on the other end like on a mic, sort of like like they do Megatron or whatever, yeah. Yeah. In uh, Universal. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere there will be an outdoor market resembling a bazaar. A pod racing engine, perhaps the, uh, perhaps at the market will be used to roast oh, meat. This
2: is where you're getting your turkey leg. <sighs> yeah. Oh
0: my god,
1: I love that idea so though. So cool.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs>
1: there's, there's gonna be thousands of little amazing details all over this place.
0: Yeah. Uh, for galaxy's edge imagineers have worked with filmmakers chefs and merchandise executives to take adherence to storytelling to new levels for a disney park attraction one possibility is that star wars merchandise in shops will come in unique packaging that downplays the logos another is that merchandise based on familiar characters will take on new looks the Imagineers visited the archives at Lucasfilm for early concept art as a hypothetical example. An artisan figure of a family character might look slightly off with the backstory being that residents of Batu have never seen that character so they don't know exactly what the figure should look like. Cool. So all right? this
2: information what I think is really interesting is that it comes from Barron's Financial and Investment News. So this isn't from Mice Chat, this isn't from any of those theme park insider this is from an investment company website for them to have this much information there's a lot of hype like
1: this is stuff that's yeah put in a portfolio that was sent to stockholders and
2: yeah this is to drive up you know interest and not only the fact that guests are going to be there but disney's definitely a good company to invest this next year so i mean i know half my check is going to go straight to this
1: Yeah, I'm like getting myself out of debt this year, and it's just gonna. Yeah, that was not. that was my hope.
2: Uh, I hope I can do that this year. <laughs> now, when Galaxy's Edge opens, and the hardest part is that <laughs> student loan <love? laughs> with a lot of this <laughs> merchandise. It's my guess is if they're gonna do it like they do it with uh, Pandora or they do with Wizard of, uh, Wizard of Oz, sorry, Harry Potter, a lot of it will be exclusive just to the land. You won't be able to go to Tomorrowland to buy the same stuff. So my right, hope is that right, right. they know what they're doing and they stock a lot of it. I mean, you know that yeah. these stores are going to have lines going out the door just to pay. Um, whenever Disneyland well, has events, la- it's crazy.
1: Yeah. The Launch Bay area in Disney World, I mean, I know it's been a while since it's been there, but I was really impressed at the, the merchandise layout that they had there. Um, they had some really great, like, expensive pieces in mm-hmm. there that were well-positioned and organized, and um, I, have, I have a feeling they're going to make it so awesome that we're not even going to be able to handle ourselves. Oh,
2: my my yeah, checkbook I'm is going to cry excited. just with me. My
0: checkbook's going to
2: cry. I'm going to cry with it.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully I can get a job soon and get some money. We can go. Well, my hope is D23.
2: <laughs> we're going to go three days before the convention, and... Probably spend ninety five percent of the time in Galaxy Edge and five percent of the time in the haunted Mansion, because
0: Nicole's got to figure out yeah ninety
2: five percent of the time in the haunted Mansion. Uh,
0: Nicole's got to figure out uh if she can go or not. But I
2: it's looking like we well, want to go. I got rooms, Becky. If so, you want to come, I'm coming. D twenty three. That's <She's> it. coming. <laughs> I've decided. All right.
0: That, that was a long first news story, but here we go announcing star wars fuel your force i don't know what this is so we're gonna learn together uh today we are pleased to it this comes from star Wars.com. we are pleased to announce star wars fuel your force a commitment to finding your own inner force through an active and healthy lifestyle taking inspiration from the powerful stories and formidable characters from the star wars galaxy to help inspire you to unlock your full potential and discover your best self what on earth what on earth we'll find wait, wait let's see In 2019 and beyond, Star Wars Fuel Your Force engages fitness and wellness enthusiasts through new and exciting product collaborations and gear, healthy living accessories, and more. Uh, As we embark on a new year, harness the power of your inner force to discover the new you. (laughs) Healthy recipes, fun activities, articles, and other information at StarWars.com. So it's basically they're going to be posting up like health stuff
1: cool i like know. it yeah. creating a community um and then more importantly making really cute workout merch that will turn into really cute lounge merch mm. um and... <laughs> and what's nice too is i'll yeah. be connecting
2: the run disney things with this too i mean unfortunately disneyland oh, yeah. hasn't been having them anymore but disney world you'll be able to see a lot of the same stuff and it'll it'll create a more tight-knit community and i think bringing a lot more people into this too
1: I mean, I like mm. it. If they can actually do something fun, Star Wars motivated. I mean, if, gosh, I would love some sort of Star Wars motivated, like, phone app, walking around slash running game.
0: Yeah, I was like, is there, can I run from Stormtroopers and like... Yeah. Today, he ran run three miles from Amantha. Wait, okay. <laughs> is this what I think it is? Oh, it's for kids. That sucks. Are <laughs> you at the Garmin thing? Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what is this? It,
0: it's like I was like Becky needs this. It it it's uh it's like puzzle droids and it says you have to be active for 60 minutes to earn your next turn and I was like, "Oh, Becky needs that for uh, Galaxy <laughs> <laughs> of Heroes."
1: Yeah, true. True that. Oh it
0: my looks God. Fun, though. That's so funny.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Cool,
0: cool, cool. Um this one kind of makes me sad. Uh Lucasfilm is not developing Star Wars movies for the Disney Plus streaming service. Yeah. Okay. And I <laughs> kind of wanted some.
1: Well, well, okay. So, let's... I, I highly doubt, but I could be wrong, that when Netflix started mailing DVDs to people that they were going to be like, we're eventually going to make feature-length films in our own, like, TV sure. shows. Sure. I mean, yeah. It's saying we wouldn't make a Star Wars movie from this platform, someone saying in this... Bob Iger saying in this interview. But, like... He doesn't know where this is going to be in five years, so I don't know.
2: We'll see. I mean, how, who knows? Looking That's at true. the cost of how much it makes, it costs to do a Game of Thrones. If you're going to put that kind of money up front, is it worth doing a movie, or is it worth making the Cassian and or show I mean, super awesome? You know, true. Dad. But but that is a very <laughs> good point, though. We they could be saying that now. The streaming service hasn't even started yet. There's yeah, so I many mean, variables. It's all, I mean,
1: this is a. Well, the main one being this is not one that's dependent on ad revenue yeah. or anything like that. It's dependent on how many people subscribe. And they have no idea what that's going to be like. Maybe if they find themselves like so much in the black like Netflix was, they're going to be like, well, we have all this money. What else yeah, are we going to
0: do? Disney is very much like we need to make profit at everything kind of yeah. company. Like uh, I think Princess and the Frog made like uh, like it, it brought in like a some some millions of dollars in profit but it was considered a failure mm, by mm. disney because it didn't burn it didn't like double its budget you yeah. know. Right, right right so they they were like ah well we're never doing that animated thing again you know I, um I, but
1: just even the tenor of this comment just says just sounds like he was like answering a question or something i don't know
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, they once again with barons as we were talking about earlier. Uh, Disney CEO Bob Iger explained, "Our studio makes between eight and ten movies a year, and they're big budget, hopefully big box office films that are really that really belong. We believe on the big screen. We're not looking to take one of those and put it on this platform. When we made the announcement, we said we were going to make original movies for the platform. A number of ideas were pitched." Other than one which was being contemplated for the big screen but wasn't a big movie, none of them were in development as big screen movies. Uh, One of them we were making uh, for the platform was a remake of Lady and the Tramp. There's not one discussion about whether we should make that for the big screen. Everybody said this is a great story. We'd love to make it again. Zip bop boop. Yeah. Uh, And then he goes on to actually say, like, almost every movie the studio makes is a hundred million plus movie. 100 million dollars and we're not looking to make movies uh, at that level for the service we're looking to invest significantly in television series on a per episode business and we're uh, looking to make movies that are higher budget but nothing like that we wouldn't make a star wars movie for this platform he says that outright. Yeah. When everybody goes out on the weekend and you have a movie that opens up to 200 million there's a buzz that creates That enhances the value. We like that, and eventually, the movies we're making are going to end up on the service. So, like, yeah,
1: uh, when you could make double the money by releasing it. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's sort of. They're like, we could do it. We could just make Star Wars movies and put them on the streaming service, and everyone would watch them. But we'd make more money making you go to the theater. Mm -hmm. Totally. Basically, which
1: I I just can't blame them. I just don't think it's out of the question for some number of years down the road. There'll be some. Like maybe even like two-parter, like a miniseries or like a, you know, a TV movie, but a good TV movie made um, yeah. as a one-off for Star Wars. Maybe animated. Um, who knows? I would love that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, this this definitely talks is, is a now question in terms of what they're looking for this to be. But I can't imagine they know what this is going to become. Yeah, no. At right. this point but interesting nonetheless. well
0: at least we're getting the mandalorian the second coming of our lord and savior because <laughs> the show just sounds like i can't believe that that's real
1: it's not real that world's gonna end before we get there that's the sick <sighs> joke
0: It's get we're all gonna sit down like the countdown for when uh the service oh, opens and we can system. watch it and then a flash of light and it'll the and the uh, oceans will have disappeared from the <laughs> meteor coming to hit us <laughs>
1: Oh, this next one's very exciting.
0: Yes. Uh, where did it go? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Sorry, I got I got like things all mixed up because I have a bunch of tabs open too. The tabs. Cassian and Disney Plus show begins production in October of 2019. So again, mm. again we talked about it, I think last time. This mm-hmm. show's definitely not coming this year. No. Uh, and this comes from Star Wars Newsnet. Um.
2: Yeah.
0: It came from Production Weekly. I'm not sure who that is. Is that a magazine? Or I'll
1: look into it. You keep going.
0: The, the leading source for tracking upcoming film production but what, what the heck uh, does
1: that mean? I, I think they whatever. literally
2: just list productions. Production
0: is scheduled to commence on October 2019. That's all they say. There you go. So I, I, 2020 is when we'll watch the Cassia Dandor show.
1: Um, That's amazing. I that The, the fact that it's even like something they can say like that i'm assuming this website just tracks like maybe uh, production calls for like um crew and stuff like that and it posts, must um but uh so exciting so so exciting can't wait uh, i also just realized as you we were reading that though that if we keep saying his name it sounds like you're saying and or like I want chicken and or fish. So when you said like Cassian and or something, I was like, and or what? Sorry. (laughs) Ignore me. Ignore me.
0: That's like that uh that Animaniacs bit with the pigeons. We're like, the who's playing? Who Who?" Uh, No, the name of the band. Who
1: well obviously Mm. that's the old school who's on first thing from like the back of the day. But yeah. Sure.
0: Yes. John Favreau confirms IG eighty eight will appear in the Mandalorian. (laughs)
1: Okay. uh, Well, it's an IG
2: droid. I don't know if it's 88. We'll see.
1: He just posted a picture of an IG on Christmas saying Merry Christmas.
2: But still, that, oh, such a good gift. It's going to be IG 87. Oh, no.
3: No! We're going to get
2: every version of it but 88 watch.
0: Yeah, but look at it's him. gonna be like quantum leap, but Star Wars. Every ig, and the best part is they can <laughs> keep like reusing the same one. It's like, oh no, story.
2: that's ig forty seven, <laughs> ig thirteen had <laughs> a little dot next to the other. dot.
0: Uh, it's like Twilight Zone. <laughs> the episode name is the ig, and then the episode uh oh yeah. number, and it's yeah each one is a different a different story, but a different ig. I drawing. like it. Um, most of them are just on, like, some factory line. So <laughs> most of the episodes are boring. But then you, occasionally you get one that's interesting.
1: I just love that, you know, it's, it's 2018 or 2019, sorry. It's 2019. And, you know, we have big budget CGI, crazy awesomeness going on. And then everyone gets to lose their mind over this hunk of junk and bolts that looks like it's off a sci-fi set from the 1950s. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it's it. It's
0: great. Okay, okay. Uh, a new promo for Star Wars Resistance arrived. I won't talk about it because I know both of you are not caught up.
1: We're failures. Uh,
0: uh, but new episodes come back Sunday, January thirteenth. So
1: And let's all motivate. We each other. we have one more
0: week, Becky. We will... Come on. Two two weeks. Two, weeks. two you have two let's, weeks. Let's well, do it. By the time see, seven you have eight days. <laughs> two weeks, Mike. <mate>. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: By the time we yeah. record next, I will be caught up and then we will definitely, you know, if I'm I know a lot of people are haven't gotten around to it yet, but uh we'll definitely have a episode, I think, probably about it. Yes. After season one completes. Yes. So yeah.
0: I am kind of hankering for more, honestly. Yeah. After the season, uh the mid season finale and all that, I was like, <sighs> Yeah, I kinda want more of this. I'm sad that the this is going away for a little bit.
1: Okay, I have a topic we should discuss really quickly after you finish this last news piece and before we go to the creature.
0: So. Uh, okay, sounds good. Although I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because Star Wars Newsnet has a timer for celebration. Ninety five days. It does not. F- <gasps> if it's oh coming, God. and it That's doesn't feel. Which like I
2: believe it. only Monday so tickets are left. Oh, wow. So I, tickets for a whole for, for celebration. celebration?
0: Wow.
3: Every other
2: day is sold out. The multi-days are sold out. If you haven't gotten your parking yet, do that now. Hotels are mostly sold out. Um, yeah. Some quick things. There's a really cool Facebook group. If you check on our Facebook page, uh, we linked it. It's going to be announcing all of the Star Wars Club events that are going to be open to the public. It'll tell you about the booths. It'll tell you about the rooms, parties, all that cool stuff. Join the Star Wars Celebration Swag Facebook group there. They'll tell you about all the crazy swag tradings if you go. You trade swag like that's a big thing to do so check out those two groups to prep yourself for celebration cool but <clears> if <throat> you're like me and not yeah. going to star wars celebration there's a new convention coming to los angeles in november it's called oh, i'm sorry not november december it's called empire con and
1: this is brand this new This is brand
2: new this is the first year of it I think ever, really. It was announced uh, on December 21st, kind of out of the blue. It's put on by Showmasters, which is a company oh. from the UK. They do a lot of the big conventions over there. And they announced that in collaboration with the Peter Mayhew Foundation, they're bringing a Star Wars convention. Um, where are they going to do it? They're going to do it over at the Marriott, Marriott LAX, LAX on uh, December 6th through the 8th. So it's very early oh. preliminary. Uh, no, nothing has been set in stone, but there should be a dealer's hall. There will be cosplay, a tribute to Gary Kurtz, an exhibition for you know the stuff that he did for creating the Star Wars universe with the costumes and all that. A tribute to Kenny Baker. Beckett will be there uh, authenticating Star Wars memorabilia. A toy collector's track. Supposedly they will have original props on display. Exclusive questions and answers autographs and professional photo shoots so it'll be curious to see cool. how this evolves. we'll
0: see yeah
2: that's a lot uh, to say. i am cool.
0: curious it's cheap enough that like i might consider what are the prices showing it. it's like 50 bucks for a day yeah for, oh, look at that.
2: Like 16, you're looking at 55 for for the days you can get uh, two-day tickets for 95 or three-day tickets for 125 there are special mm-hmm. gold tickets that give you all this other really cool things um there's. It looks like there might even be some evening entertainment. Some of the tickets that you buy guarantee a signature and a photograph. So, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this evolves, especially since it's not a sanctioned Star Wars convention. But it sounds like it's going to have a lot of Star Wars in it. I mean, it's a Star Wars cool. convention, but it's not like yeah. put on by Lucasfilm or Reed Pop or anything like that. No, right. but I think LA is a good place for it. So Very we'll see.
1: Interesting. Okay. We'll see who shows up. So I feel like we messed up because during the what took place in our Star Wars lives, I feel like we didn't take into account that we haven't talked since Christmas.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: So, what did everybody get for Christmas? Socks. I'm oh assuming yeah.
2: Assuming
1: we got some cool Star Wars stuff. I out. did
0: get the first volume of Thrawn.
1: Oh okay. The comic,
0: the comic version of
1: Ooh. it. Okay, cool. Have you started it?
0: No. Oh. All right, cool. Got it Thursday, and I've been very busy. On videos and stuff so i haven't had it i haven't really read
1: i got star wars socks <laughs> from my aunt which are amazing nice. i got um uh, star wars ice cube molds which are amazing i got from my sister the women in the Gal- of the galaxy nice. book the beautiful Oh yeah that debuted at comic-con new york comic-con and it's so gorgeous um and it's up to date like there was the resistance characters oh in nice there. um which is great. I was like, "How is, didn't this come out like way before Resistance? That's funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's gorgeous. It's just as pretty as we thought. Um, you guys think of more stuff. Well, I try to remember if I had any more Star I, Wars I stuff. Think I think you just get? got
2: Star Wars socks. Oh, yeah. The socks. Yeah, I which gave are you. awesome. And I've been wearing almost every other day. That's but good. I think that's the only Star Wars mm-hmm. thing I got. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like the, thing, the hard part for me is people don't what? know what Star Wars stuff I already have, so they don't buy me stuff. Right. Because,
0: like, yeah. on it, I'm, I'm the same way. Like, I buy all the stuff I want, but I don't want to buy all the stuff I need. Yes. So I make <laughs> other people buy me the stuff I need. So, like, I got tons of kitchen stuff for Christmas. That was mostly what I got.
1: But no Star Wars kitchen stuff?
2: not really that's i did bad. get something pretty cool yeah the disney released a book that has all the artwork from all the attraction posters from the different theme parks over the years and it shows that's the concept great. of the star torch poster evolving all the way to the most current one for the adventures continue so that was pretty cool that's cool
1: that's very very cool
2: that's that. a good book lots of pictures yeah. all right we do have
0: one final news story oh okay uh, and it's uh, some something Episode 9 related. They're filming. It's a quote from Todd Fisher speaking to ABC News about how Episode 9 will involve Leia like it was meant to be.
1: Oh, what? What does it that said,
0: mean? Todd Fisher stated that he agreed to allow Lucasfilm to make... Uh, to make use of any archive footage of Carrie Fisher for the final installment of the Skywalker saga, he also confirmed that plans to use Episode Nine as a send-off to Leia are more extensive than previously realized. Aww. And this is what he says. It's a good quote. He says, "There's a lot of minutes of footage. I don't mean just outtakes. This is unused new content that could have been woven into the storyline." That's what's going to give everyone such a great kick. It's going to look like it was meant to be like it was shot yesterday. Oh. We're not allowed to talk about the details of anything, but we're thrilled with what's been done.
1: Oh. <laughs> I'm like crying. I'm just... Oh, oh. that was the other thing. The the Women of the Galaxy book, you open it, it says for Carrie Fisher, and I just started weeping. Um, <sighs> but, oh, this is so, so good to hear that they can they can really properly do this um that's awesome and f- hearing it from him that's great love it yeah love it
0: i'm wondering how much i mean we're never gonna know right like no. we're never gonna know what colin trevoro's episode nine was gonna be
1: maybe maybe who knows
0: i think yeah. maybe in 10 years it'll be but, but we don't really know what the original episode seven was gonna be either like, because they yeah. ch- they changed a significant amount of it after.
1: Well, I wouldn't Harrison to-
0: Ford broke his ankle or whatever. Well,
1: I wouldn't expect that to come out until after this trilogy is in the can and people don't care anymore about their connections to the job. I think that kind of stuff happens. Yeah. Like yes, yeah, like like Alex said, ten fifteen years down the road, um, it'll yeah. all come out eventually.
0: We'll see. But this quote made me very happy. Oh, it does make Made, me, made me very excited. Yeah. We're still so far away
1: yet so close
0: yet so close i know it's gonna it's gonna we're gonna be in line and we're gonna be like oh my god it's already here
1: see i wonder if i'm gonna get incredibly sad once it's over but we're gonna have the um, the Mandalorian's gonna premiere when
0: sometime this year
1: okay so i will that will have the ball on that one will have started rolling yeah
0: Um, i mean we're gonna have resistance season two clone wars season seven and Mandalorian, and episode
1: 9. I, I feel like I'm still going to feel really sad to say goodbye to Ray. You know the
2: hard part about this year? Um, is that we're going to have to say goodbye to part of the Marvel cast, and also partially saying goodbye to part of the Star Wars cast. Like, yeah. it's just going to be the years of lot. wrapping it's things of up.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: It's okay, there'll be an episode 10, but it'll be like 15 years That's when now. they do the
2: Marvel-Star yeah, Wars crossover with the Infinity Gauntlet? Yes! <laughs>
1: As explained the Infinity Gauntlet Muzzle. was
0: in an, a, an issue of Vader. Oh,
2: seriously? That's
0: awesome. Yeah. So I'll, I'll show it to you. I don't remember which one it is, but there's a there's a a part in the original four uh, volumes of Vader that came out uh, the Marvel one where he enters like uh an an, or an old Republic vault or like a you know Republic pre Empire mm-hmm. vault and. Um, in it, there's all these artifacts, and uh, he, he, like, takes this crystal and, like, leaves. But one of, in the little windows, in one of the things is the Infinity Gaunt. Cannon. Online. It's cannon. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, yeah, I guess, but it's just kind of it's supposed to Easter be like, egg. oh, yeah. I snuck that in there. Yeah, it's not, it's like the E.T. aliens, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, in episode three, right? Yes. It's like, they're there, but, you know
1: just for funsies.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, but are they really there? Not really. They're not really there. Mm, you're just high. <laughs> anyway, that's all the news. Shall we get on to Creature of the Week?
2: Let's do it. They I thought
3: they smelled bad. On the outside.
2: All
0: right. Our Creature of the Week is the... the is this really eyelid? Is that how I'm supposed to say this?
1: There's no way now. There's no
2: way now. I would say
0: eyelid. I'm going to say <laughs> eyelid. Eyelids were a race of furry ice worms native to the planet <laughs> Chrome, which is a legend's planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were known for the ability to burrow under the snow and ice. They rarely ate live prey. Eyelids were often often uh, used by the native Koramai as a means of transportation. They could be attracted by a special horn call. Riders Ooh. would a- riders would actually ride inside the eyelid's mouth using external what? reins
1: to guide. That seems...
0: It's like that anime where the girls get <laughs> the, the dragons, dragons the that planes. look like yeah. fighter jets. <laughs> yeah, I really want to watch Netflix. that
1: have you seen that becky i have no idea what you guys are talking about okay yeah. there's
0: this anime where like uh it's like uh dragons these girls are training to be yeah. fighter pilots but they but they are part of a secret like uh force where they they ride in uh, they pilot dragons but the and the dragons are all cute uh-huh. like, they look like cute dragons but the the girls ride in their mouths like they get swallowed by them and then they <laughs> of course like they do they, like, punch, like, their things to, like, control them. But the dragons also wear, like, the outside of a fighter jet they're, to, to yeah, disguise, disguise themselves because they don't want anyone to know they're dragons. That sounds like an anime, doesn't
1: it? <laughs> so it's a so it's a girl inside a dragon inside of a inside fighter jet. Inside a fighter jet. jet. Love it. All about it. Yeah. Anime's the best. Anime's the best. Anime
0: is the, the, best. the, the, the dumbest anime best thing that has ever graced humanity. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is
1: so oh, weird so weird and this this was first seen in
2: Clone Wars 8 in Service of the Republic part 2 which I believe was a comic book yes oh, oh comic yeah book. That it, is had, a, it, it had to have awesome been an awesome cover it has a saw yeah.
1: kicking butt on the front
2: um, I need to find that cover now yeah that's awesome
1: faced with the worst storm in the ice plen- planet Quorum's history Cloak, and Kit Fisto embark on an impossible mission sounds great and then that they... is a
0: pretty cool cover right. actually
1: yeah Dark Wars yeah yeah.
0: all right we've talked a lot about star wars today Woo! what do you say we wrap wrap this up do it all right once again everybody thank you so much for listening if you would want to support the show you can go to patreon.com slash long radio even a dollar a month helps uh helps us keep the lights on and and upgrade our equipment and buy awesome stuff for giveaways at conventions which we are going to have like the biggest freaking scavenger hunt on celebration it's gonna be nuts yeah. you have no idea anyway uh on top of that if you'd like to find me uh personally you can find me on twitter at the java josh and where can the folks find you
1: you can find me on twitter and instagram at rebecca june lane and our official twitter is at lta underscore radio and yeah definitely check out our patreon we just recorded the first uh, watch-along special episode that you can only get if you subscribe to us on Patreon. You only need to give us a dollar, though. Um, Mm -hmm. And we watched the 2003, the first hour of the 2003 television series of The Clone Wars, which, if you don't know what that is, it's awesome. And you should watch it. That should go
0: up the same day this uh, episode goes up,
2: too.
1: You should watch it, and then you should watch it again with our commentary, because we have fun facts and cool commentary and good stuff. Anyway, Mm -hmm. Alex? Where can they find you?
2: They can find me on Instagram, dapper underscore fet. Make sure you follow our Instagram at, at LTA Radio. I'm oh, sorry, at L. Oh my God. Rewind. You I can do it. it. I can do you it. You got this. Uh, I put believe the in you. And the teeth in the lips. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at dapper underscore Fett and check out our Instagram too for the podcast at LTA underscore Radio facebook.com slash long radio so you can go and watch our yub Nub in acoustic and I'll, you know what we'll also post yes. the uh, lefty Nub. neck club mix too that way you have a little bit yep. of calming and you also have a little bit to get you going especially when you're getting in the groove at night and we'll put some of that max rebo and some of that you know all that good yub stuff yeah okay. and
1: we'll link that conan piece yes, too because i want you guys both to watch it as well uh good yeah. stuff good stuff
0: All right, everybody. May the force be with you. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.